Welcome to You, Me and the Counselling World, the podcast dedicated to student counsellors and their road to getting qualified and beyond. Today, on episode 16, we take a look at working with objects within therapy. If you listen to this podcast on Apple Podcasts and would like to leave me a review, please do. It would really help me out. So, let's get started. Hello, I'm back. I'm sorry I wasn't here last week. I really, really wanted to be, actually, and it feels horrible that I wasn't. Life has been crazy hectic, guys. (laughs) It's been really hectic. So many different um, unforeseen circumstances occurred last week, and it meant that I wasn't able to record a podcast for the first time since I began. And it was super hard to not do that, and I wrestled with myself around that for such a long time because I don't want to not be here with you but you know what sometimes we have to take into account ourselves as well don't we and for me it's ethical and it's the right thing to take a little bit of time to get everything sorted in the times when I really need to do that you know this podcast is real labor of love for me I absolutely love doing it and it's a real passion of mine But it takes up a lot of time. (laughs) Editing and recording and guest interviews and things do take a long time. And I don't begrudge that at all. But sometimes it doesn't fit into my busy schedule as easily as I would like. And there were a number of unforeseen circumstances that occurred last week that just meant I couldn't be here. But on the plus side, I'm back today with something which I think is really lovely and really exciting. It's talking about using objects within therapy. I just think this is a really lovely topic to discuss with you today because there's so much that we can do with objects within the therapy room. So I wanted to talk to you about what I do and how I use objects and the sorts of objects that I like to use. Talk about my experiences of using them with clients um, and using them myself sometimes for supervision and things like that. So here I am, I'm back and I'm really raring to go and really looking forward to talking to you all. Let's get started on that, shall we? Let's make that the beginning of our session today. And the first thing that I think comes to mind when I think about objects is what on earth do we use? You know, that's the first question, isn't it, that I guess people might think of and might want to ask. And I don't think it matters what objects you use, you know. I think that you can have such a wide range of things to use within the therapy space. I love to go to the beach and collect lots of, you know, big and small, interesting shells free of charge. And you can wash them off and put them in your pocket and keep them. And they are really lovely to work with clients, especially if you can get some that are different colours and different shapes and sizes. They can make a really lovely object. Lots of my colleagues do use buttons. I haven't used buttons particularly, but buttons can be a really lovely way of talking through something and you could put buttons out and you know you can have different buttons to represent different family members or you can have different buttons to represent different aspects of yourself so there's lots of different ways that you can use buttons and again I would encourage you to pick up things that are 
you know, some unusual buttons, some some ugly colours, some pretty colours, some blacks um, and some whites and all of the colours in between. Use that as a, as a real medium, a real medium to be able to share with the client something. And I sometimes use objects to demonstrate something. So if I'm talking about their family, I might put down an object to show their mum and I might put down another object to show their dad. And then I might ask them to place an object to show where they would be in relation to their mum and dad, if that makes sense. So there's a lot that you can do with objects. And I think the beauty of using an object is you can both see the same thing. So it takes you out of the verbal place and very much into the non-verbal way of being, where you can sit and you can both see the same thing in front of you and you can observe and you can say, oh, okay, I noticed that you put that there. What was that? Or I noticed that you chose this for that particular person. I'm wondering why you chose that particular object. So if you think about the objects that we use, as I said, buttons and shells and also pebbles can also be really lovely. You can get pebbles and then paint them and varnish them. And they, again, they make really sort of low cost ways of you having a medium to work with if you can't afford to go out and buy lots of, of expensive bits and bobs. And for those of you on placement, often we, we, we can't lug loads of stuff in and out with us, can we? And if the place that you're working from doesn't have much there, it's easy to take in like a bag of buttons or a bag of pebbles or a bag of shells and they're easy to transport. They're lovely, they're natural, aren't they? Well, the button's not so natural, but the, the shells and the pebbles are natural. They feel nice, they're tangible and you can do a lot of work with something simple like those. If you want, if you've got your own space that you're working from and you want to have more variety, then you can really, this, the, the, I guess the, the, the sky's, what's the word? No, hang on a minute. The world's your oyster? I was going to say the sky's your lobster, but I don't think that's quite right. <laughs> I think it's the world's your oyster. This is exactly how I'm feeling today. This real kind of sense of not being able to get my words out, which doesn't help when you're trying to record a podcast, does it? <laughs> but anyway, um, back to back to what I was talking about. With objects, you can choose things. Sometimes you can go into like a charity shop or a toy shop and just pick up all sorts of bits and bobs. I've got things like toy cars. I've got toy dinosaurs. I've got like some monsters. And then I've got pretty things like um, little angels and fairies and feathers. Um, what else have I got? Little house. So there's all sorts of little things that you can use to depict different parts of ourselves or different areas of life or different relationships. There's lots and lots of things that you can do. I sometimes also like beads and things like that, strings of beads or bead bracelets. They can be really helpful to help people create a boundary within their image, I guess, that they're creating in front of them. And you can do this with or without sand. Some people are very, very big on sand therapy and I love, I love working with sand. sand. Sand play is amazing. And I really enjoy working with it. But I don't always have the means to. Sometimes you don't want to do a great big sand tray together. Sometimes you just want to demonstrate something in the moment. Or you just would like a client to explore something in a more non-verbal way. 
And so sometimes you can ask them to choose an object, you know, choose an object to depict how you feel. It's a really good one. And they might choose something. They might choose the scary monster. And you say to them, okay, why did you choose that? And talk to them about what, how that represents how they're feeling and what that means. You then might ask them to choose another object to reflect another feeling that they've experienced and then they would choose something else. And the way that I generally do it is to ask them to not think about it, but to just go to the objects and choose the thing that speaks to them the most, if that makes sense. So not having a great big thought process in their mind, but to just be free and just choose the thing that resonates with them in some way and to not try to make any meaning out of it, except for, yeah, I feel like I am a scary monster today because I'm angry or I feel like I'm scared of being me today and that's why I've chosen the scary monster. You know, there's lots of different things um, and, and that's why it's really important to have a good mix between pretty things and things that are light and fluffy and airy and pretty and things that are much uglier, you know, ugly things, things that are difficult to look at, things that have got a strange texture or a very dark and dreary colour. So even with buttons and shells and pebbles, still have a really big wide spectrum of colours and designs and shapes and sizes, because that will give you that richness. And if you're deciding to go more into lots of different sorts of objects, then just, I just walk around charity shops and sometimes I'll just see something and I think, that would be really good in my object space. You know, that would be a really good thing. And, you know, you could pick things up for a pound or two here and there. And some things are toys, like plasticky and not good quality, if that makes sense. And other things are much nicer. I've got like a, a lovely little boat, for example, that's like ceramic and it's very, very pretty. And that's often something that people will go for when I work with objects. So it's about creating something, but you don't need loads and loads of loads. It's something which you can really build up in time and there's no pressure. You can build it up. If you see something, you can buy it. Or if somebody's given something away, if someone's getting rid of old ornaments and things, you could take those on and take them home or keep them in your therapy room and just allow clients to see them, touch them, hold them. And the other reason that I sometimes think is really helpful with clients is for them to hold on to something when they're talking. Sometimes they need something to almost anchor onto. And so you can ask them to choose a pebble that they want to hold on to, or ask them to choose a shell. And I will often let them keep that shell or that pebble if it's not one that's particularly sentimental to me. I will let them keep it and I'll say, keep this as your object. You know, this this will ground you when you need that space to be grounded. And I will often walk around with beautiful pebble in my coat pocket that's a very, very um, beautiful shape, very unusual shape. And I found it on the beach in Exmouth. And I sometimes have that in my pocket and I put my hand in it and I'm walking around sometimes. And I find it really comforting and really calming. So objects don't have to be just used in the therapy space. Sometimes they could be really grounding to just hold and just be with. Another time that I really like to use objects is if I'm working with couples and sometimes you get a situation where couples talk over each other a lot or they argue or they interrupt the other person and they don't allow them the space that they need to say something. And that's where you in or I introduce this idea that you have an object, 
in all honesty, for me, it's usually a soft object if I'm working with couples um, because I don't really want them getting smacked, <laughs> one of them smacking the other with a large pebble or something. That doesn't feel like it's very safe. So usually it's a cushion or a soft toy of some sort. And it will be a case of holding the object. And if you're holding the object, you can speak. And when you finish speaking, you give it to the other person and then only the other person can speak. And it's a really good way of getting couples to really listen to each other without interrupting. They learn that they can only speak if they're holding the cushion or whichever soft object you choose it to be. That's a really, really powerful technique to use with with couples when they're in that space where they're just not getting on and they're so rowing and they're so angry with each other. The cushion is quite comforting to hold whilst they're talking. But it's also that that signal of I can't speak at the moment because I'm not holding the cushion. It's just a really good way of them learning, I guess, to sort of regulate what they're saying to each other and to actually listen and understand what the other person is saying. I've had so much success with using a cushion in that way. It's been really, really helpful. So that's another way that I use objects. The other thing with object work is you can use them to depict and represent actual family members and relationships or tangible symbols in one's life, such as their home or their job or their hobbies. So you can you can use it to depict very tangible things within their life and people, as in significant people in their life, can be represented with objects. But you can also use it to represent the different parts of a person. So sometimes when they're talking, I might get a sense that that's their teenage self that is talking. The teenage part of them that's dying to come out is the part of them that might be talking. And together, we would label these different parts of themselves. But I'd ask them, you know, which part of you is that that's talking right now? What would you call that part of yourself? So it might be that it's a teenager part of them. It might be the anxious bit of them. It might be the happy part of them. Um, it might be the, the little child within them. So there's all of these different parts which we we can't see. We know that they're there. I sometimes can ask clients to select an object to represent each of those parts of themselves. So they might choose something that represents the teenager part of themselves. They might choose something to represent the anxious bit of themselves. And sometimes they might choose something to represent the adult bit of them, if that makes sense. Um, so there's all of these different parts of ourselves that we can't see. We just know that they're there. And using objects can be really helpful. So you ask them to choose an object that represents those parts of themselves. So they, you know, if you were talking about three different parts, you would, they would select three different ones, one for the teenager, one for the adult, and one for the anxious bit, for example. And then you could allow them to put those down without thinking too much about it, put them down either on a piece of paper, into sand, onto a table in front of them, or they can hold them and have a conversation with with one part and the other. And so and so I would generally look at what they've they've picked for each part and very gently observe it and say, well I've noticed you've chosen, I don't know, the boat for the teenage part of yourself. I'm wondering why you chose the boat. What does that represent for you? And so allowing them to look deeper, I suppose, allowing them to look in that much deeper way, explore why they chose the boat, what that boat represents to them. And it becomes something which they are, they're looking at it in a more non-verbal way. 
although you are asking them to talk about it, it's getting in touch with the non-verbal bit of them, the bit that enables them to say, yeah, the boat really resonated with me because I feel like that teenage part of me always wanted to sail away down the river, <laughs> you know, or something like that. There's there's so many different scenarios here that could come out of object work. And I think the other thing that's really important about working with objects is that people don't think about it too much. You don't, when you're asking a client to do this, you don't tell them too much. You just ask them to choose something that really stands out to them. You know, just just pick that thing that speaks to you and don't worry about the rest. You don't want them to make up a story in their head and then go and choose the things that match that story. You just want them to go and choose something. So if I have a sense that I've got a client with me that might begin to want to create a story out of it, I may ask them to go and pick up something that represents their teenage self and bring it back. They then might sit down. We might explore it and explore why they've chosen that part of themselves. And then I might off, kind of off the cuff then say, okay, could you go and perhaps pick up something that represents the adult part of you? And then that way they're not creating a story by selecting the objects specifically for that story. They're thinking about each object as an individual and then we can bring them together when we're talking in a therapy space. And sometimes we can ask them to have a conversation. You know, you could have the boat as the teenager self and you could have the house as the adult self. Could you ask the boat and the um, house to have a conversation together? What might they say? And again, that's the most amazing work. And do you know what? It's something that I really miss as well. I really miss that work because working so much on Zoom at the moment, I'm not getting the space to do so much in create, creative space in that way and to work with the objects. And I'm standing here feeling as if I'm really, really missing it. And although I can do a little bit on Zoom, you can't do as much as you can in a face-to-face -face setting. So that's really with me at the moment as I'm talking, this, this longing to do that sort of work more. And I really love it and I really enjoy it. It's so interesting and it can be so therapeutic. I would recommend it to any of you to try. So I know I've talked about this in quite a brief way, but it is something which you need to learn more about if you want to use it with clients. But I wanted to give you an indication as to how I've used it with my own clients and also sometimes how I can use it for myself. And if I'm in supervision, for example, with a supervisor, Sometimes objects can be really useful to help me to look at where my boundaries are with clients or what might what else might be going on for me with the client that I'm working with. Or maybe an object to depict what that client is like sometimes can be really helpful. So it's not just a tool for you to use with clients. They can also be tools that you can use in your own self-reflection in supervision or maybe if you're having to write journals. You can choose the objects and you can look at those objects and you can think, why did I choose that? What does that mean to me? Really getting beneath it. And I don't mean forcing a fit with any of this stuff. It's going to be very much about organically coming up with it and organically just going along the line of, well, I chose the boat and the boat feels really relevant to me right now because I wish I could just sail away from here. It's that sort of thing. So it's about not forcing a fit but using those objects in a way that they're very tangible, they're really creative, they're colourful, they're tactile. They're all of the things that we need to be in a therapeutic space, if that makes sense. 
if you're interested in this, you know, hopefully your training will provide that for you. But if not, things like um, Santre courses, you can do diplomas in Santre and things after you qualify. And they're amazing and the most amazing courses. And I absolutely love working with sand and objects. You know, it's just the best thing. And as I say, at the moment, I don't feel like I'm doing it enough. I want to do more of it. So I really hope that that's been helpful to you to really think about it. And, you know, maybe next time you're in a charity shop, you'll have a little look and you'll start to spot things that speak to you. Just picking up all of these random bits and bobs that you see around the place and, you know, picking up some twigs here and there and pine cones and other things that are really helpful. You can pick up pine cones and marbles all of those things and then when you're in the charity shop next time and you sort of see something you know maybe an ugly little ornament or a pretty little doll pick it up and you know don't spend a fortune a pound or two here and there and you can begin to create something that you can keep ready to use with clients if you wish and you don't need very much you know you can go to the beach and pick up lots of stuff or you can go to a forest and pick up twigs and pine cones and acorns and all of those things So you don't need to spend a lot of money on this, but in time you can build yourself a really lovely kind of kit that that you can use. And yeah, I think there's a lot of power in that. I think it's really fun to be able to create something that feels good. Let me know if you've ever used objects with clients or whether you've ever been in a therapy situation where someone's tried to use objects with you in that sense, in a very therapeutic way. And let me know your thoughts and how you found it. You can feel free to come and strike up a conversation on Facebook. It would be really lovely to see you over there. The details will be in the show notes below. In the meantime, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been great to have you with me. Don't forget to help me to reach more people by sharing. That would be such a help. And have a lovely week and I will really look forward to creating something new for next time. Take care. Bye bye.